Shalom to all! Today's office of Memchas, we are starting four lines from the top with the brand new Mishnah. And today's office sponsored Le'ilu Nishmas, Maris Miriam, Sarah Basar, Yaakov Maisha, her Neshama should have an Aliyah. And the Mishnah says, a halal the Chiv to say full halal, Veha Simcha. Simcha is the Chiv to rejoice by eating meat of carbon shlamim that was brought for Yontif. Shmaina, that's for all eight days, meaning that's including Shmini Atzeres. Ketzad, Malamid, this teaches us, Shechaiv Adam Bahal of Simcha, Vuchavid Yontif Achron Shachag, Kishar Kal Yomaisachag. This teaches us that a person is Chiv to say all of halal and Simcha, eating the shlamim meat, and Kavod Yantaf Ha'achren Shulchag, meaning the Kavod of Shemini Atzeres, just like the Kavod of all the other days of Sukkot. And the Gemara asks Menon Emili, how do we know that there's this Chiv of Simcha and Shemini Atzeres? The Tan Rabbanon, we have a Brayse, the Pasuk tells us, V'hayiso Ach Sameach, and you shall be nothing but Sameach, nothing but Simcha. The Rabbis Leil Yantaf Ha'achren, this includes the last night of Yantaf, meaning the night of Shemini Atzeres. Now, in regards to Simcha on Sukkot itself, the Pasuk says, Chag Ha'Sukkot Tasselacha, and the next Pasuk says, V'samachta Bechagecha. But then the Pasuk tells us, V'hayiso Ach Sameach, which is redundant because we just stated So it must be that the Pasuk of Ach Sameach is teaching a Chiv of Simcha Shmini Atzeres night and obviously also by day as well because the day is the main Yantif. But now the Bryce asks, in El Yantif Arishan, perhaps the Pasuk is coming to include that there's a Chiv of Simcha the first night of Yantif, meaning you have to Shecht Karbanis before Yantif, and you have this Chiv of Simcha the night of Yantif, meaning the first night of Sukkot. So the Barasa answers, Kshu Aimer, when it says in the Pasuk, Ach, so Chilek, that is a qualifying statement telling us only Shmini Atzeris night and not the first night of Sukkot. And now the Barasa asks, Why is it we're including the last night of Yantif and not the first night of Yantif? Including the night of the last day of Yontif, which is Shmini Atzeres, Sheish Simcha Lefanov. That's because we've had Simcha before it for the seven days of Sukkot. We've been rejoicing, and therefore we're going to extend that another night. However, we're excluding the first night of Sukkot, Shein Simcha Lefanov, because there was no Simcha beforehand, and therefore there's only Chiv of Simcha Shmini Atzeres by night, and of course by day, and not the first night of Sukkot. And the Mishnah says Sukkot Sheva Ketzad. What does that mean that we have a Chiv of Sukkah for seven days? Gamar Milecho. Once he finished eating his suda on the seventh day on the last day of Sukkot, Lo Yater Sukkaso. He's not going to dismantle his sukkah. That's because he's going to need his sukkah if he wants to sleep or eat or learn. So then he's still going to need his sukkah all the way till the end of the last day. He is able to take his kalim, all the nice kalim, his couch, his table, and whatnot, bring it from his sukkah into his house. That's because the covet of the last day of sukkahs, which is Shemini Atzeres. Since he's not going to be sitting in his sukkah, Shemini Atzeres, and he's going to be eating in his house, it's covet Yantaf Shemini Atzeres to show that he's preparing for Shemini Atzeres to bring all of his nice kalim and bring them into his house already from Mincha and onwards on the last day of Sukkot. And now a short introduction before we start the Gemara. There's an answer of Baal Taisif. One is not allowed to add on to the mitzvahs. If one were to eat in the Sukkah on Shemini Atzeres with the intent to be Yaitse a mitzvah, he would be over on the Slav. And now even if one eats there simply because he has no other place to eat, it still looks like he's doing so because it's a mitzvah and he gives everyone the impression that he's being over on Baal Taisif. That's another reason the Mishnah says he should take his kalim into the house on Erev Shemini Atzeres because now when he eats in the Sukkah without all his usual kalim, it's clear he isn't doing so because it's a mitzvah, rather because he simply has no other option. Option. And now the Gemara asks, What about if he doesn't have any kalim to bring into his house? How is he supposed to show that the reason why he's sitting in his sukkah on Shemini Atzeres is not because it's a mitzvah, it's just because he has no other option? The Gemara asks, He doesn't have any kalim? What did he use the entirety of sukkahs? The Gemara explains, No. What about if he doesn't have any place to put his kalim? For some reason, he can't go into his house, and therefore he has no place to put his kalim. What's he supposed to do? How is he supposed to show everyone that the reason why he's sitting in his sukkah on Shemini Atzeres is not because it's a chiv, it's just because he has no other option? 
So Rav Chiyabarashi Yomer, he says, He should take away four tfachim of schach. Now he passels his sukkah, so obviously he's not sitting in a kosher sukkah, so there's no problem of sitting there on Shemini Atzeres. Rabbi Shubin Levi Yomer, he says, He should light a candle, he should light a lamp inside his sukkah, and we know it's usher to light a lamp inside your sukkah, therefore clearly he's not sitting there because there's a chiv to do so, it's just because he has no other option. And then the Gemara tells us, they're not arguing, one's talking about for them, one's talking about for us. Them is talking about people in Eretz Yisrael. There's no chiv whatsoever to sit in a sukkah on Shemini Atzeres, and they sit inside their house, and therefore they can passel their sukkah completely. However, for us, this is talking about people in Bavl and Chutzla Arts, they have to eat on sukkah on Shemini Atzeres because of Sveika de Yaima, and therefore they can't actually passel their sukkah, but they still must show that they're not doing so because the mitzvah to sit in a sukkah on the eighth day, therefore lighting a lamp, which shouldn't be done in a sukkah, is the way to show this. But now the Gemara asks, that's a good answer for a small sukkah, meaning a minimum size sukkah. But what about a large sukkah, meaning if it's a little bit bigger than the minimum size, you are allowed to light a lamp in it. So we say to my Ayal Mani Michla, he should bring his dirty eating kalim inside to Amar Rava. Rava says, Mani Michla Barmatalalta, that really on sukkahs, all of your eating kalim, you've already eaten, you should take all these dirty kalim outside the sukkah. Mani Mishasim Talalta, you're allowed to have your drinking kalim inside the sukkah. And therefore, if you have your dirty kalim inside the sukkah, that shows that you're not sitting there because there's a chiv to sit there, rather because you have no other option. And the Mishnah says, Nisach Hamayim how exactly was Nisach Hamayim done? Now we know that there was wonderful Simchas Beis Hasheva, these wonderful celebrations that took place the entire night right before Nisach Hamayim. Nisach Hamayim was done early in the morning, so right before morning time, that's when the actual procedure, the procession of Nisach Hamayim was started. So what was done? Tzaychas Shal Zav, a golden jug, that held three lugan of water, he would fill up from the Shilaych, he is talking about the Kayan who's appointed to do this, he would go to Shilaych, which is a spring right near the base of Mikdash, and he would fill up this jug. Once he got to Shire Mayim, this is the water gate, it was called this because the water of Nisach Hamayim was brought through it. It was on the southern side of the Azara. Once he got there, they blew it, this is in order to increase the Simcha. He would walk up the ramp in the Mizbech, and then he would turn towards his left. And now we're going to first speak outside what the Mishnah is about to say. There were two basins or bowls on top of the Mizbech. One was for Nisach Hamayim and the other was for wine. The wine and water were poured into the bowls and would flow through a spout on the bottom onto the Mizbech into a hole that led to a deep cavity under the Mizbech known as the Shittim. And that's what the Mishnah says right now. There were two golden basins or golden bowls there on top on the left side of the Mizbech. Rabbi Huda Aymer, he says, they were actually made out of plaster. It's just that they became dark. They looked like tarnished silver because of the wine poured into them. And they had holes in the spout. Like two thin nostrils. One of them was thicker, one of them was thinner. So that the two of them, meaning the wine and the water, could finish flowing out of these vessels at the same exact time. My Rav Shemaim, the one on the west was the water one. Mizrach Shalyan, the one on the east was the one of the wine. Irushalmaim Musach Shalyan, Mishalyan Musach Shalmaim Yato. Let's he accidentally poured the water into the wine, the wine into the water. He's Yaitse. Now Rabbi Hudaimer he says, "Belayg Hayim Menasech Kol They actually would be Menasech all eight days of Sukkot, not seven days, including Shmini Atzeres, and they also would use a keli that held a leg, not three lugan. So he argues on two different things. That means according to Rabbi Huda, water was a leg and wine was three legan. Now Menasech Aimer Lay, they would tell the Menasech, the one that was going to be pouring this water, lift up your hand, and they wanted to be able to see that he was actually pouring the water into the basin. Because one time the Kain who was doing this, he poured the water on his feet, and everyone stoned him with their sregim. That's because he was at Suduki and didn't believe in Yisachamayim because it isn't stated explicitly in the Torah. Therefore, they told him, lift up your hand so we could see that you're actually pouring the water into the basin. Now, however it was done during the week, that's how it was done on Shabbos. On Erev Shabbos, they would take a golden barrel that was not Kaddish, and they would fill that up from the Shilayach spring. Now, the reason why it couldn't be Kaddish is because once something
something is placed in a klishares, that means it's something that's kaddish, that itself becomes kaddish, and now it's subject to the psal of lina. It may not remain overnight, and if it does, it's possible to use. So therefore, it had to be placed in a kli that's not kaddish. Umanicha balishka, and it was placed in the lishka, and only in the morning they would pour it into a kli that was kaddish. Now nishbacha, let's say it got poured out in his galso, or if it got revealed, it became open. Then he would just fill up water from the kiar. Because wine or water that became revealed, it was open for a certain amount of time. That's possible for use on the mizbech. And now the Gemara asked Menachem how do we know that trumpets were to be blown to kiyotru with kiyah in order to increase the simcha? Because the pasuk says, You shall draw water with rejoicing, and this increases the rejoicing. And now the Gemara tells us of an interesting dialogue between two people. Hanu Tremini, there were these two heretics. One's name was Sasan, one's name was Simcha. Sasan told Simcha, I'm better than you. The Chesavit says in the pasuk, Sasan v'Simcha yasigu. So we see that Sasan comes first. Simcha responded to Sasan, I'm better than you. The Chesavit says in the pasuk, Simcha v'Sasan laihudim. So Simcha in that pasuk comes first. Sasan tried to outdo Simcha and he told him, One day they're going to leave you, they're going to strip you of your status, and they're just going to make you into a runner or a scout. The Chesavit says in the pasuk, Kiva Simcha seitzeu, for they're going to go out with Simcha, meaning Simcha is going to be in front of everyone, scouting everything out. Amr Simcha Sasain. Simcha responded to Sasain not to be outdone. Chad Yoma, one day, Shavkuch, they're going to leave you, Umalubach Maya, and have you draw water for them. The Chesavit says in the Pasuk, Ushavtim Mayim Besasain, and you're going to draw water with Sasain, meaning you're going to draw water for everyone. Now, this conversation seems very silly, and many Mufarshim discuss the very deep meanings behind it. And a similar conversation, Amr Leahu Mina Dishmei Sasain Rebavo, this heretic whose name was Sasain, he told Rebavo, Asidisu Dismalli Mayal Almud Asi, you will eventually draw water for me in the world to come. The Chesavit says in the Pasuk, you're going to draw water for Sasan. He was trying to make fun of him. So Amalei Rebavo responded, if the Pasuk would have said, it would be just like you said, that we're going to draw water for Sasan. Then it says, with Sasan. What does that mean? The skin of this person, meaning your skin, is going to be turned into a water flask, and they're going to fill it up with water. And we had said in the Mishnah that all of a Kavish who funnel a smiler, the kind would walk up the ramp in the Mizbech and turn to his left and not turn towards his right. And to our bottom, we have a Braiso. Anyone that goes up in the Mizbech, they go up the right side of the Mizbech, and then they walk around the entire Mizbech and they come down the left side of the Mizbech. Except for someone that goes up for these three things, they go up the left side of the ramp, and then they turn around on their heel, means they make an about face, and they come back down the same way they went up. And these are those three tasks. An oilus ha'if, which is supposed to be done on the eastern part of the mizbech. However, when there's too many birds being brought on the eastern part, so then they're allowed to bring it on the western part of the mizbech. So the kain would go up the ramp on the left side. He would not go on the right side and go all the way around. The reason for this was is because the walk around the mizbech was more than a hundred amos, and the wine, water, or bird could get ruined by the smoke in the mizbech. In this time, therefore, the shorter route was taken. And Rabbi Huda said in the Mishnah that these two bowls on the top of the mizbech were actually made out of sid. They were made out of plaster. Elishahuymashchir, and it's just that they became dark. They looked like tarnished silver because of the wine poured into them. The Gemara has, We understand that the one that had the wine poured into it would get darker because of the wine. But the Maya Maya Mashchir, why was the one that had the water poured into it, why would it get dark? Water doesn't darken something. So we answer, Since the Mishnah had stated, That if a person poured the wine into the water or the water into the wine one, he's going to be Yotze with that. So that means the water one is also going to end up getting darkened because Kehanim are perfect and they're going to end up making a mistake from time to time, pour the wine into the water one, so that's also going to get darkened. And our Mishnah had said, in Munkavim Kamein Beis Chaitmen, there were different size holes in the water and wine vessels so that the wine and water could flow out at different
different rates so they could finish flowing out at the same exact time. And the Gemara suggests, let's say our Mishnah's Rabbi Huda, not Rabbanan, did not. Our Mishnah said, Rabbi Huda Aymer, he told us, that they would actually use a keli that only held a leg of water all eight days. And that means that according to Rabbi Huda, there was more wine than water used, actually three times more wine than water, three legging of wine, one leg of water. And therefore, we would have to have different size holes to allow for these different amounts of liquids to flow out and finish at the same time. The Rabbanan, if you want to say our Mishnah's Rabbanan, the same amount of wine and water were used. So why do the holes have to be different sizes? They could be the same size because the same amount of liquid was used. So the Gemara says, no, I feel tame Rabbanan. Our Mishnah could even be the Rabbanan because Chamra Samech, wine is much thicker. Maya Kalish, water is thinner and therefore wine flows out at a slower rate than water and that's why the hole for the wine had to be a little bit thicker than the hole for the water even according to Rabbanan. And Achinam Isabar, it's actually logical to say that. Dear Rabbi Yehuda, if you want to say Mishnah's Rabbi Yehuda, Rachav Akatzer Islay, really he should have used the word Rachav and Katzer, wider and narrower as opposed to the word that's used in the Mishnah which is thicker and thinner. Titanu Evabraisa, Rabbi Yehuda Aymer, he says, Hayusham. There were two holy kalim there on top of the Mizbech, Echad Shomayim, Echad Shalyayin, one for water, one for wine, Shalyayin Pia Rachav. The wine keli, its mouth was wider, Shomayim Pia Katzer, the water keli, its mouth was narrower, so that the two of them could finish flowing out at the same time. Shema Amino, we see from here the Rabbi Yehuda actually uses the words wider and narrower as opposed to thicker and thinner, so it must be that our Mishnah is also the Chachamim and not only Rabbi Yehuda. We're going to stop here for the day, pick up tomorrow, continuing to talk about Nisa Hamayim, but for now, everyone should have a wonderful day.